Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanikam, Namo, Namaha. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org. And if you'd like, subscribe to our podcasts. Bhakti Yoga. Devotion. Devotion is the secret ingredient of life. Without being devoted to ourself, to our family, friends, spouse perhaps, education, various hobbies, our religion, without devotion, our success will be extremely limited. In the Hindu yoga dharma, Hinduism, the Hindu religion, Devotion is called by many names, Bhakti Yoga, Laya Yoga, which is actually the first pada of the Siva Samhita, Sandhya, Puja, Upasana in the Vedas, Agnihotra. In fact, all the religions of the world are most recognizable by their devotions. You hear the bells tolling, you hear the gospel singing, you hear a preacher, you know, Christian worship is happening. You see the arti flames, you hear the bells, you hear the mantras, you smell the agarbati, the incense, you know a Hindu puja is taking place. You hear the five times daily call to prayer from the minarets. This is Islamic prayer. So it's not a coincidence that all the religions of the world focus on devotion, the secret ingredient of life. However, our devotions, in order to be ethical and honest and wholesome, must be grounded in just that, ethics. This is why in the Hindu yoga religion, the first yoga is always karma yoga, ethics and selfless service. And you may review our podcast on Karma Yoga. And Bhakti Yoga is next. For we could be devoted to the wrong thing for decades. Criminals, con artists, they're very devoted to their nefarious craft. But the outcome is always less than positive, so to speak. It's a bit humorous when today's so-called yoga teachers and yoga certifications, when they're confronted with the fact that what they're doing is really unethical and dishonest, they will often point out, and they love to give their bio, oh, I've been doing yoga for 20 years, 30 years. Who are you to tell me that I'm doing something wrong? Well, we can be doing the wrong thing for decades. Simply because we've been doing something for a long time is not the litmus test of truth. In fact, in the Yoga Sutras, the Saiva Hindu Guru Patanjali says, Dirga Kala Nairantarya Sat Karasavito. First, one must have a true practice, Sat Karasavito. Then, Practice for a long time, dirga kala, uninterrupted, nairantarya. And 
speaking of Patanjali, so important was devotion to him that that is the whole reason for his birth, to see Nataraja dance. And when he succinctly defines the practice of what are the Hindu yogas, he says, Tapaha, Svadhyaya, Ishvara, Pranidana, Kriya, Yogaha. Kriya is the Tamil term for bhakti yoga or devotion. And to Patanjali, the three most important things were doing serious disciplines, tapaha, and serious self-study, svadhyaya, which, by definition, according to Patanjali, was to connect to a Hindu deity. Ishtadevata samprayogaha svadhyaya. And then because he was a Saiva Hindu, teaching male Saiva Hindu gurus in training, he said, Ishvara Pranidana, great devotion to Shiva. And it is not for nothing that we have the image of Nataraja, who points to the foot, the upraised foot, devotion, pointing to the secret ingredient of life, devotion. All of the Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific lifestyle is about this devotion. Devotion to the dharma, to Hindu dharma. Devotion to ethics and selfless service, seva, karma yoga. Devotion to puja, devotion to the various devatas, bhakti yoga. Devotion to our contemplations, Raja Yoga. Devotions to inner and outer study, Gyan Yoga. In the Hatha Yoga, which is the yoga of Hinduism, which unfortunately is so distorted today into simply the word yoga, Hatha Yoga are Hindu devotional postures. Many of these postures are focusing specifically on Hindu deities, for example, Nataraj Asana, focusing on Shiva, Matsyendrasana, focusing on Shiva and Parvati, Hanuman Asana, focusing on Hanuman Ji. In the Vedas, the Rishis laid out a threefold pattern of Karma Kanda, Upasana Kanda, Yana Kanda which today is our classic karma yoga, bhakti yoga, raja yoga, and gyan yoga. In the usage of the Sanskrit Hindu word upasana, the rishis understood the importance of keeping bhakti yoga, hatha yoga, and raja yoga all together. Upasana means worshipful meditation, worship, bhakti yoga, meditation, raja yoga, and the word asana is in upasana. Realizing the inseparability of these three yogas of Hinduism, Bhakti Yoga, Hatha Yoga, and Raja Yoga. For example, when doing Bhakti Yoga, we are also contemplating Raja Yoga. We also have to assume some kind of a physical posture, Hatha Yoga. When doing Hatha Yoga, we're doing Hindu devotional postures with concentration meditation, Raja Yoga. So the three are really inseparable. Now, in the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we have numerous utsavas or festivals throughout the year. 
expressing this devotion to our various Hindu devas and devis. They are numerous, just as life is numerous. We worship not only spirit beings, but we worship the spirit that flows through all things, through the trees, through the animals. So our festivals are extremely meaningful, and they actually follow the chakras within us. All the pieces of the Hindu yoga puzzle fit together if we take the time to fully contemplate them. Now, our classic four yogas are something that all devout Hindus do all the time, just like the tree. The tree has roots, karma yoga, trunk reaching up, bhakti yoga, the branching and the flowering of raja yoga to the fruit of enlightenment, jnana yoga. However, at different times in our life, at different times of day, the different seasons, we can also highlight the various yogas. Summer is typically karma yoga time, and obviously we're talking about an area of the world where there are four definite seasons. Fall is bhakti yoga time, and this is when we reap the harvest of the work in the summer of the karma yoga. And it's not a coincidence that at this time of year, many, if not all, of the religions of the world have very significant festivals. In the winter season, we naturally go in more. This is the time for Raja Yoga contemplation. And then in the spring, we get the fruit of all that's gone before, and the whole blossoming process starts all over again. Now, in the Hindu Yoga Dharma, we begin our festival or Utsava season after a season of Karma Yoga with Ganesh Chaturthi. This sets the foundation for a successful year. For Ganesha is symbolic of the first chakra, the earth element, Muladhara chakra, and the memory, never forgetting who we are, Tattvam Asi, that thou art. We are the Atmana of love, light, and energy, Jyoti Shakti Ananda, Shanti Satchit Ananda. And we make our clay images of Ganesha, joining in this creation story. And let these deities speak to us. This is what Hindus do, devout Hindus. They focus upon these deities and get messages from them and symbolically understand how to best live their life with ethics and devotion and contemplation to enlightenment. So with a strong foundation of Ganesh Chaturthi, our next natural utsava is Navaratri, when we worship the divine mothers in Hinduism. And we actually have two Navaratris, and they're nine nights each, one in the fall, one in the spring, Vasant Navaratri. In Durga Navaratri in the fall, we focus on the mothers, and this is where Hindus need to fully understand why we do not use the Anglo-Saxon Germanic Christian term God. God is a masculine term. Goddess would be female. And thoughtful Hindus do not believe in a one male creator being. Of course, we have our cultic expressions within Hinduism. People are people. So with an understanding of the mother, we see creation itself. And during this Navaratri festival, we are focusing totally on the feminine. This is the second chakra, Svarastana. This is the mother's realm, and it's also the area of reason, using our logic and reasoning, important for all of us, 
And certainly for the woman to exercise reason and logic. The mothers are teaching us this. The second chakra is also the water element. Water is nature's mirror. Hmm. Look in the mirror, you see yourself. Look in the puddle, you see yourself. You see the clouds above, perhaps. So a mirror can be a useful object. But if we spend too much time in the mirror, reflecting on our outer nature, our life becomes superficial at best. And actually, the modern world is built on this superficiality. It's commercial. It sells. Today's yoga sells. It's commercial. It's all about the outer superficiality. However, we can also use the mirror to reflect within. This is the relinking process that is religio or religion the relationship process, the remembering process, as we inner reflect. This is the chin mudra, vitarka chin mudra, reason, and then inner reflection. So we reflect on these matajis in Hinduism, and we can worship the mothers in a progressive three-step pattern. And we've talked about this before. We're following actually the dynamics of life, of physics, gravity, electricity, magnetism. You can review our podcast on this. So when we look at the mothers, we have the classic Trimurti. Ganesha, of course, is always understood, the first chakra. But the grounding, the gravity here would be Madhurga, as she sits on Bengal, the tiger, and the electricity would be Ma Lakshmi at the heart. Also notice that she is very associated with money, which is very electric. Ma Saraswati would be the magnetic head of knowledge. Durga Lakshmi Saraswati. But in the Shakti Sampradaya, we also have an extremely profound understanding of how creation came about from the absolute no-thingness prior to the Big Bang, if you will. This blackness that's always there, it's before, it's within, it's after, it's all-encompassing. This is one of the profound symbolisms of Kalima, the Black Mataji. Scary to many, hmm. but not scary to the mystic who is not afraid of being no thing. From before creation, Kalima, we come into the Big Bang, the many colors, the many arms, the multitudinous nature of creation, Madhurga. And then trillions upon trillions of years later, here we are, in a fairly refined state, communicating with each other on instantaneous devices, the refinement of life represented by Ma Parvati. So from before creation, Kalima, creation, Durgama, and the refinement of Ma Parvati. And now here we are in creation and we seek to ascend. Durga, Lakshmi, Saraswati, gravity, electricity, magnetism, J Mataji. This brings us to our third Utsava. Following Navaratri is Diwali. The row of lights. We also worship Mother Lakshmi at this time. And the great story of the Ramayana, which is a story about willpower. The third chakra, Manipura. 
saving Sita from the evil one, Ravana. Walking the walk, walking from Ayodhya to Kanyakumari to Sri Lanka and back again. The Yatri through the Hindu Yoga Dharva. And remember that the row of lights is symbolically and actually the inner light within as we go up the chakras. The return to Ayodhya, when the path was lit by lights, is a reminder that this is also within us. To reach the kingdom of divinity, the queendom of divinity within us. So from the third chakra Manipura of Diwali, we go right into the heart chakra of Skanda Shasti, Ganapati's brother, Skanda the warrior. At the heart we have our youthful warrior deities, be it Skanda, also known as Kartikeya, Muruganji, Hanumanji, a heart deity, a warrior, Krishna, a youthful warrior at the heart. As we enter into the heart chakra of love, and love takes a warrior spirit to really conquer to really find the essence of true love that goes beyond like and dislike. So from the heart chakra, Anahata, we go to our next festival at Visuddha chakra as we purify and preparing to enter the winter season of contemplation, Raja Yoga. At the fifth chakra, we celebrate Sivalaya Deepam, also known as Kartik This is a famous bathing ritualistic time of purification. And symbolically, the throat is the narrow channel from the body into the head. And at Sivalaya Deepam, we retell the story of Siva appearing as a pillar of fire, Uh where he and Vishnu are recognized as brothers because Vishnu was honest, said he could not find the bottom of the pillar. Brahma, however, lied that he found the top. That's why we essentially kicked Brahma out of the pantheon, for there is no one male creator being. That's monotheism, which Hindus are not. Siva appeared out of this pillar of fire and banished Brahma. So Siva and Vishnu live on. Harihara hekarupa guna shila. We must purify ourselves. Even though we have reached the stage of love at the heart, There's further purification to go before we enter into the depths of inner space, the sixth and seventh chakra, which go beyond the elements and beyond the senses. And in the Hindu yoga dharma, this brings us to the Christmas time, if you will. And a modern festival was created, Panchaganapati, for all the Indian Hindus that are living outside of India, who perhaps feel a little left out at this Western festival of Christmas, because as Hindus, we do not celebrate this festival. This is the birth of Jesus, the Savior for the Christians, and that is obviously something we as Hindus don't believe in. However, we have a modern festival called Panchaganapati, the five days of Ganesha, where Hindus focus on the five Shaktis of Ganesha, Harmony with family and friends and business, love of culture, love of the divine, from the 21st to the 25th. And actually, this has a basis in the month-long festival in December of Pilayar, the young Ganapati, 
This is a time for youth and the young at heart as we give presents to each other, as we get ready for the winter season of contemplation, which takes us into also Taipusam, which is the day that Muruga receives his veil from Maparvati. And the veil is actually representative of our human spine. And the spear tip is going up into the head, which blossoms into our winter season of Mahashivaratri, the winter season of deep contemplation, Raja Yoga. And then we blossom out into the springtime festivals of Holi or Pagwa and Ram Navami. And then we move on into another season of Karma Yoga as we celebrate Guru Purnima. We get our instructions from our Guru for the year to come. And then this summer season culminates in Krishna Janmashtami. And then we start the cycle all over again. First chakra, Ganesh Chaturthi. Second chakra, Navaratri. Third chakra, Diwali. Fourth chakra, Skanda Shasti. Fifth chakra, Sivalaya Deepam, Kartik Deepam. Panchaganapati, as we enter into the head, giving thanks for the blessings of the year. Taipusam, going up into the head and the top of the head. To Mahashivaratri. And then the cycle continues all over again. Ram Navmi. Holy Pagwa. And again, we have another Vasant Navaratri, a springtime festival. To Guru Panima, to Krishna Janmastami, and round and round we go. For life is a circle. Samsara, the wheel of life, as we go from day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year, lifetime to lifetime, learning and growing in our devotion, bhakti yoga, and ultimately devotion to the reality within all of us, the Atmana, Tattvam Asi, that thou art. Love, light, and energy, Jyoti Shakti Ananda, Shanti Satchit Ananda, Om Shanti.